0: Welcome to a new episode of Our Universal Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. This is part two of 11 ways or things um, that can bring you joy into your daily life. So we ended the last episode with scented candles and I'm currently still holding it. So I would advise you to like the last episode. Take a step for yourself. Take a step back. Breathe in. Breathe out. Get your scented candle. Get your cup of tea, or whatever it is you might be doing. Go for your walk. or walk, and um, enjoy the episode. We're gonna get right into the next one, talking about walks. Also, I'm gonna be smelling the scented candle throughout this entire episode, probably. So if you, out of the blue, hear me like go like, that's that's me smelling the candle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it just smells so good. Okay talking about walks if you want to go on your walk during this episode number six is nature nature brings me so much peace and joy and whenever i feel out of it whenever i feel like i'm not feeling that well it always brings me back to myself my inner self in tune with with who i am and It's like, it can be really hard, especially when you're not feeling that well. And I've experienced that recently, that I I was feeling down and I wasn't feeling that good. And to go out then, especially if you're by yourself and no one is dragging you to go out. It can be so hard and it can be very frustrating and you don't want to. You'd rather stay inside or be in your bed. But that's not going to make you feel better. That's not going to bring you joy. And... I feel like planning going out in nature really helps for me so I plan in like days or afternoons to go out in nature or I say that okay I have to get my 11,000 or 10,000 steps in and I see talking about nature I see a spider on my ceiling and I've been fighting with a spider this morning um for like an hour so I guess we're going to have to embrace it I literally woke up my neighbor this morning because I was scared of the spider going to attack me which made no sense but I hope it's just gonna crawl the other way because we're gonna record this episode but that's also part of nature spiders yay whatever (laughs) anyways planning going out in nature really works so for me that is right now I'm finally able to do 10,000 steps again Am I being able to I mean that i had an issue with my ankle so my ankle was basically i had an accident last year and i couldn't walk properly for months i couldn't walk at first for months and then i couldn't walk properly for months through proper sports and now slowly i feel like finally i'm getting the strength back to use my ankle and to be able to do the 10,000 steps a day which really i am super grateful for because i used to do that before i got the into the accident but um, yeah now finally my ankle feels good enough to do it and I doesn't have a lot of pain at the end of the day which I used to have if I walk that much so it really helps and I, I don't know it depends on where you're living obviously how you can go out in nature I'm living in a city so living in a city is not an excuse I feel like not to go out in nature but for me even like going into your city park that's also going out in nature and if you have some kind of nature reserve closer by or if you can like um take transport to to some like forest or beach or whatever it is that might be close by for you then i would highly recommend doing that we have this um like the only hill in the netherlands or mountain whatever you want to call it it's not a mountain but it's called a little mountain here but it's definitely not but it's, it's it's like a big hill, but not even a big hill, it's just a hill uh, in the Netherlands. And it has beautiful nature surrounding it. And I, I love going on walks there. I have my signature walk that takes about two hours if I'm there and it feels super healthy always to be there and to walk around and see the beautiful abundance of nature and yeah. I would highly recommend that if I don't have that much time, I have another like bit of nature close to where I live, which I can take go for a walk for like an hour. And if I don't even have that time, I walk through the city and through the city parks, and that's like thirty minutes to an hour walk usually. And it really does make a difference. And if you're like, what should I like going on a walk by myself or going out in nature with my, like myself? Why would I do that? It really is so peaceful. And even like bringing a book and just to go sit somewhere in the park or in the forest. It is really so nice. It's so much nicer than, than being inside and sitting somewhere inside. So I would really recommend you to do that. You can also obviously take a podcast out for your walk. That is really fun to do as well. I, I always, when I need to get my 10,000 steps in, I just, if I don't have anything to do, I'll just put on a podcast and and go out. Uh, and I, I really like doing that, or music as well or ask a friend to join me and something that's also really nice, if you have someone with a dog closer by, taking out a dog for a walk is really fun too and a dog will be happy, you will be happy the owner will be happy because they walk with their dog so often already, so sometimes I go on a walk with a with dog as well, with my, so it's a bit funny but my we have a new puppy at my dad's and He's so so cute. His name is Chewy. Um, he's so cute. He's everything. It's a brindle Basenji, and oh, I like I miss Keto as well so much. We have two Basenjis for anyone interested. But, um, Chewy's brother, so my puppy's brother, lives literally in the street behind me, which is insane because my dad lives three hours away. My puppy lives three hours away. But my puppy's brother lives in the street behind me, so whenever I have got the time, I'm gonna like I babysit um babysit Cosy. His name is Cosy. My puppy is Chewy, and I go out with Cosy for a little walk. Or lately, um, the other day I went to the park with Cosy as well, and it's just so nice to be able to cuddle him and hold him, even though I can't see my my own puppy that often. I can see his little brother, which is is really nice and. And the owner, she's really happy if I've got the time frame and Cozzy's happy, so yeah. If you've got a neighbour, a friend, there's also puppy services usually, so you can just google for it and see if you can find someone who needs their dog to be walked. There's even people paying for it if you'd like that, so it's a win-win. But that's something that really brings me a lot of joy and, I don't know, might bring you joy too. Then let's go to number seven. So, number seven is a combination it's cooking and going out for dinner. So, why would I say the two of them? Because they're different things, obviously. But recently I was thinking, and someone pointed it out to me as well was like, you seem to have so much inspiration lately when you're cooking, and you seem to have like so much, like, you put in so much time and effort into it, and like, I felt like you've lost the spark of that a little bit and now it's like back and you can see it and it, uh, like it brings you so much joy. And I was thinking like, why is that? Because it's true. Like I lost the spark a bit of cooking because I love cooking. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm very extra. Like when it comes to any type of kitchen utensils, I'm very extra. So I have like chef, um, wow, Japanese chef's knives, as you know, from like former, did i just say former episodes from episodes we, yeah you've got you've got the gist i don't know why i was thinking of former and latter of like i don't this is like my uni creeping back into my head but it does work that way this wasn't such an add moment right there you're welcome (laughs) welcome to my brain i guess but um like I've got the like chef's knives, I've got the milk frother like a special one, I just got a new like full set for like a like a really nice blender and everything. Oh a new uh cutting boards and I'm like looking at new pots that I really really want because there's like one brand that really makes really good ones but that's not where I want to go with the cooking thing. Anyways that brings me a lot of inspiration obviously but I was thinking what more brings me inspiration it's not just all my utensils because like it's nice but that's more like a side thing that brings joy but then i was thinking where does the inspiration come from and i was like going over it in my mind i was like obviously i know it's from going out to dinner and that sounds weird maybe stupid even but every time i go out to dinner um and I see new dishes and something different, I'm like, oh, that's a way I could incorporate that in my my dishes as well, or that's a new way I could think of that, or I've never had this flavor combination. How can I work with that? How can I remake that? How can I add or change it a little bit? And I feel like the combination of the two is so, so nice because whenever I feel at loss of inspiration being able and I'm super grateful that I can and that my family also loves going out for dinner so I uh, my dad and I have a like a joint passion for for going out for dinner so whenever I'm with him we usually we usually do and it's like it's just it's so nice because it it brings me new inspiration and new ways to look at things and recently I was Uh, at Sina's again we're always talking about Sina hi Sina if you're listening love you again um I was at her family's finally for the first time in well four years even though we don't even live like she lives in Germany her family um and we went out to dinner the evening before and the morning afterwards we went to breakfast uh together with her family and we had this like, it was really cool first of all because it was like a beautiful location and uh super grateful that her family took me with her or with them and there were like it was it was really pretty like cute super cute scenery the weather wasn't that good but it was super cute and there were it was like a five course brunch menu basically which was really cool like i had never had that before and they started with Something that seems so simple, but blew my mind, which was, like, overnight oats with apple and cinnamon and something crunchy. And I was like, this is so good. This so is so good. And whilst I was eating, I was like, okay, I'm trying to figure out what's in here, what's in here. Okay, so there's definitely, like like, full fat Greek yogurt in here. Like, the normal, like, 10%, whatever it is. That is in here. There is overnight oats in here, but I think there's chia seeds in here as well and hemp seeds then i was thinking okay what else there's there's apple in here but it's not normal apple it is grated apple it's like grated apple that's interesting it adds a totally different texture there was grated apple in there i was like i've never tried that and i think that's something i've been missing grated apple in there and i was like okay but there's something crunchy as well like what makes it crunchy and i was thinking it's chopped up biscuits i think it's chopped up biscuits that make it crunchy and I was like, okay, so there's cinnamon in there, 100%. And then I think there is some there is some kind of sweetener in there. But I couldn't see if it was maple syrup, honey, agave syrup, or coconut syrup. Like, which one of the four it was. So when I got home, I was like, let's try this. Because I love this breakfast so much. And I want to see what works best. So I've been trying literally all types of combination. And I came to the conclusion that coconut syrup goes best with this personally I think I think it adds the best flavour to this. I don't think ma- maple syrup or honey was the best. Especially honey. No, maple syrup as well. I think coconut syrup was the best. Maybe agave syrup works well too. I haven't tried with agave yet, but I just bought new. Um, so that might actually work really well too. But I tried it and then I was like there's something there's slightly something missing so and I was like, okay, let's add a little bit of nutmeg and as you know from the last episode, I'm Christmas obsessed, so not making anything and everything, but adding that tiny bit of nutmeg, just tiny, teeny, tiny bit of grated nutmeg, really got it out there, and a teeny, tiny bit of salt. Uh, I use Celtic sea salt, because that's good for you. Shout out to Alina, who told me to use Celtic sea salt, Um, even though she never listens, so it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, and then for the cookie, I didn't use a normal biscuit, even though I think it can be really good. But I grabbed Lotus biscuits, not sponsored obviously, but the flavour of Lotus biscuits with this dish, oh, blows your mind. I swear it blows your mind. So what you need is, okay, for one person, I'm just going to send, put this recipe in here. Uh, I might actually put it in the notes if you want to look it up because it is really good. You need for one person and I'm, for me, like i'm a bit hungry like for a woman i think i'm quite hungry with breakfast so it depends on really how much you want to eat but what i usually do is 25 grams of oats then 5 gram no no 20 grams of oats 10 grams of chia seeds 5 grams of hemp seed then as much cinnamon as you like as much nutmeg as you like a little a tiny bit of salt mix those who like all together then I'll add 125 grams of full-fat Greek yogurt and you can do skimmed you can do whatever type of yogurt you want but I think full-fat Greek yogurt does really give the best flavor and I'm not really afraid of the fats because I work out so much like I literally I, I don't think I should skip that because it does taste a lot better then I think about seven grams of the coconut syrup maybe eight just like do as much as you think tastes good really and a little like a bit of water added to it like cold water and then mix until it's like it's not liquidy it's not runny it's like It has some texture, but there needs to be water for it to take in. So in the morning, it still has to be some... Like, it needs to have your overnight oat texture in the morning, if you get what I mean. If you made overnight oats, you know that it needs a bit more water in the evening. Am I forgetting something? Yeah, no, I think that's it. And then you put it in the fridge. Obviously, you whisk it a couple of times. And then the next morning, you take it out. And then you grade your apple. Usually, I... um, Yeah, it depends on which apple you like, really. But I don't like to leave the skin on, of the on the apple because I, I feel like without it ta- like I try both and without it tastes a lot better. Then grate the apple, put it in, mix it in, and then cut my biscuit or two up really like fine pieces, crumble it on top, and it's just oh it's so good! I swear it is so so good. So if you want a new inspiration for your breakfast, you're welcome. We're a cooking show now really not. But, um, yeah, that really, that was like a prime example of something that seemed so simple, actually in a restaurant and totally inspired me to try new things. And this could be anything like it doesn't have to be anything fancy. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like if you, for example, if you're a student or if you like, if you don't have the time or money to go out and have fancy dinners, it doesn't have to be fancy. Go out, get takeout, for example, but treat it differently than you normally do. So get your takeout and then basically look at it as a, as if it is a puzzle. So hopefully if it is really good, if it's not really good, well, you can learn from that too. See how you can improve it. But see if you can remake that yourself. See if you can add or change things that make it better. Like really thoroughly have a look at it and see what it can do for you. And Make this a challenge because I think that is the fun part as well. Make this inspiration dinner meal breakfast. Make it a challenge. Be like, I want to make this, but I want to make this better, and that's what I did with the overnight oats. I was like, I want to make this, but I want to make this. I want to make it perfect, and I'm still like, I'm still finding ways to make it more perfect. So for example, this morning I made overnight chia with a tiny bit of oats for example but then I added mango and I added honey instead like I've been trying lots of things and then I had this spice which is called sumac it's a red colored spice it comes from a flower if I'm correct or like something flower looking and it's it resembles a bit of like a citrusy flavor I was like I think this could actually be a really good combination with this and I was like let's try it and I put it in it was actually really really good and I was like it looks different because it adds this like pink reddish spice to it so it it has a really pretty look and it actually tastes really good and it tastes different than anything I've tried so I highly recommend for you to uh yeah to try new things basically before I go on for another uh, 20 minutes about cooking because we're two topics in 20 minutes in um we're going to the next one next one is an obvious one for me which is poetry and you might not be into poetry that's totally fine um if you are you're in the right place but just hear me out so some of you might know that i started writing poetry about two and a half years ago now it i've explained it in in like one of the beginning episodes i'm not sure which one though anymore but might be the first one i have no clue probably the first one but for me it literally started whilst i had a moment and i sat on the toilet and like these sentences came back and back and back into my mind i was like what the the, i have to write this down i guess so i I wrote this down and uh, then more sentences came and more and more and i was like Wait, am I writing a poem? Okay, I guess. That's really cool. And two and a half years in now, I am i have over 100 poems written. And I'm really proud. I'm really happy and really grateful. Because, like I've said before, it feels as if I'm, this sounds super spiritual to you maybe, but as if I'm a vessel. And the poetry is like sent to me. But I'm merely putting it down on paper. I'm I'm just the, the vessel which it like comes through to put it into something physical. But it's not necessarily me. It's like as if something higher, like speaks to me. Because it's literally, I hear the sentences in my head. And that sounds weird, but I can hear them. And it's just like, it comes out of the blue. I have to write them down. And then we're there and if you've never experienced anything like that, I I know that might sound silly, but I hope you will and we can share that experience together, but it just brings me so much joy. And not just writing poetry myself, but also writing uh, or reading somebody else's poetry. And we have this thing here in the city that I study, which is like, I study uh, economics for the people who don't know, but at the Faculty of, of Business and Economics. But we also have um, a faculty that is a uh, is university college, it's called. And in there they you can basically combine your own uh, courses and make your own curriculum and then have a bachelor in arts or a bachelor in science. Like it, it depends on what, you, what kind of curriculum you make. But they have loads of clubs which is really, really cool. Because at my faculty, we don't have clubs, really. We just have one student association, but not like clubs for everyone who likes different things. There's like movies and like uh, poetry, but there's like, re- like, there's loads of clubs, which is really, really cool. And I only got to know that a year ago. I'm really grateful that I did get to know it before I, I left because that is something I've been missing out so much on. So if you don't like poetry, like look into like the place where you're living or working or studying and see if there's any club you can join that like does bring you joy and passion because for me there's poetry night every two weeks and I go there and I, I try to go every single time because it like it brings me so much joy and uh, to listen to what others have written and their thought processes and and how basically have an inside look into their mind. It's a bit like the reading thing again to to travel to someone else's head or another country through their poetry. And I'm I'm super super grateful for getting to know that and getting more knowledgeable about about these subjects and I'm I'm not saying once more that I know a lot about literature or anything like that. I just write from my heart. And I can recommend anyone to do that. It, like, anything can be poetry. And I think that's something people forget. Like, they have this massive, crazy idea about poetry and how it should be. But anything can be poetry. And what feels right for you, that's good. And if you'd like to try, I'm going to give you a writing prompt. I'm just randomly thinking of this right now. So what we do a lot is we... We state phrases or words and based on that theme or phrase, you have to write a poem. And because I'm currently still looking at my scented candle, which smells really good, um, which is called fire, I'm gonna give you the writing prompt fire. So either take it as a, a theme, ri- ri- like anything that has to like comes to mind with fire. And if you don't know how to start, um start like brainstorming with yourself so start writing things that come to mind when you think of fire that's a good way to start and then like go into one of these topics that come into mind or use it as your title and then just start writing like it can be anything anything you want really but um that might be fun you can pause the episode if you like start writing do the exercise you can also do it later but give it a shot give it give it a try because it uh you might be surprised at what comes out. And please, 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 if you've written anything and you want to share it, please share it with me, like DM it to me on Instagram or something, or even send me an email. Uh, everything's in the podcast descriptions. I would love to see that. You can also leave it in the, the Q&A notes. Um, that's in the description. So if you click on the description, you can uh, you can leave a thought in that, or a message and I can actually read it which is really nice uh, and it means a lot if you do because I love reading your messages and um, uh, getting getting to know you a little bit more. But you can DM it as well and I'll see it whenever I, I upload new information about the podcast on Instagram because I download Instagram again and then delete it again and download it again and delete it again because I'm, I'm not here for it right now. But um, yeah, please do that. And then if you've not passed the episode or if you want to do it later I've got two poems that I want to share with you and the first one is written by me and the second one is not written by me so I'm gonna share both of them and the first one is called Moroccan mint tea and that's a poem that I wrote I think about a month ago and I think the tea goes well because we talked about tea a lot in the last episode so um, yeah once more Something that brings me joy and passion. Here it goes. He was making our tea as the water dripped down the window. I was waiting for him in bed, tired, after another one of those conversations that we've had. I was thinking of you as dark clouds were flowing by, resembling your black curls, whilst we were lying on the beach last July. Casablanca sky bright blue Fingers flowing through the sand, sand tickling my back, back bended over slowly, slowly kissing your neck, neck wrapped by your hands, hands grasping for air, air filling up my body body in body. He walked back into our bedroom, two teacups in his hand. He gave me mine and said, Moroccan mint, right? I nodded. He gave me a kiss and grabbed my waist. A penny for your thoughts, I said. Wondering if he too was thinking of someone else. That was Moroccan Minty. I really hope you liked it. Please pause the episode and listen to it again. I always feel like that helps to really get it all in. It is one of the first poems that I... This is actually written by a poetry prompt that I got from my dear friend Leonard. Uh, Leonard, if you're listening, I love you and I'm super grateful for you. And he knows that. But anyways, I feel a lot of gratefulness these days. So it's good to share. And um, he gave me the writing prompt. Um, I think it was dark. Yeah, it was dark clouds. The writing prompt was dark clouds. So if you're wondering where this comes back. Because it was actually we were in his uh, studio and it was like we had been in a park and chatting and then afterwards we came back to his place and it was raining so badly and like the weather had changed totally which it does a lot here in the Netherlands lately but um, the he was literally like a funny thing was Leonard was making tea Whilst we were talking about this and then we were like okay let's do writing like because we write together sometimes and and give each other writing prompts so um yeah basically I was thinking of like like obviously tea and the weather and then I was thinking of when the weather was better and there was like a lot of thoughts in my mind but this poem I wrote it kind of in a way that it didn't have to do much with anything I was going through and usually I write from my own perspective so I write from my own experiences and and my own feelings and thoughts behind things but with this one I was like I felt as if I stepped like I stepped into a book and I had a perspective from someone else's head or I imagined a scenario and that was really really interesting to write like this so I I learned something new and the writing prompt comes back into the I was thinking of you as the dark clouds were flowing by, resembling your black curls, so that's where it comes back. But obviously, it's uh, it resembles the entire poem because dark clouds, you know, can symbolize well unrest, and this is about a relation between two people and being interested or thinking of someone else whilst you're in a relationship, and well. You you get I think you get the gist and if you want to know more about the poem feel free to um, to let me know and I'd I'd love to explain it to you but uh, I'd love to hear your interpretation as well so once more go to the Q and A box or any other place so I've got another short poem something totally different not by me but by one of my favorite poets uh, from Rainer Maria Rilke uh, I really said that in the most Dutch way I could ever um but he's german or he was german and um this is poetry all written around i don't know when exactly this one was written but it must have been around 1920s 1930s i think and originally these poems are german but i can't speak german so this is a translated version uh, so someone else translated it. it wasn't me because once more i can't speak german but even the translations hit so hard to me Because, I don't know, I just I just think they're wonderful, wonderful poems. And this one is a short one and it's called Again and Again. Again and again, however, we know the landscape of love and the little churchyard there with its sorrowing names and the frightening silent abyss into which the others fall. Again and again, the two of us walk out together under the asian trees lie down again and again among the flowers face to face with the sky i love this poem i think it's so beautiful it's um there's a lot of like obviously there's in poetry there's a lot of symbolism and stuff like that but i think this poem is, is it's quite straightforward that's also like part of why i chose it because i don't think it's too difficult to interpret it but I think it's yeah it's beautiful it reminds me of of love and it's it's cycle and for me currently like there's been a lot of things that happened um also around that and and that's like that's part of life and and so I've hope obviously like that I will have this again and again. If you get what I mean. I'm not going to go into more detail for now. Maybe a future episode. Who knows? Um, Yeah. So that's that's poetry. Um, Then we're going to go to number nine. Which is making art. So as some of you might know, I've always been a fan of making art. And you can decide what you call art or what you don't call art. But ever since i was little i was i was always doing creative stuff let's say like that i was doing loads of things like i said i have ten thousand hobbies which you all know by now but i i used to i used to do loads of things but let's say in the more recent years i at some point i started painting which is really really fun i like i like as cheesy as it sounds I started with the Bob Ross paintings just for fun at some point because I was like you know why not let's let's just do it and I did it with a friend together uh hey Rick if you're listening uh lots of love for you and um yeah we started painting together which was really really fun and it really turned out super pretty and it was such a healing process and such a a loving thing to do together but also alone and I've been, last summer I did some or a lot of water colorings as well just getting into new things and trying new things and seeing how, how it works out and I obviously the main thing as in making art which I make is is crystal gridding uh, which is basically framed crystal paintings you could call it or framed crystal art and I'm currently looking at some of them which I've made together with Alina and yeah they're a piece of my heart each and every one of them and I'm so so grateful that at this point like people actually like we like people order like personalized grids and we get to make pieces for people and people like buy uh, our main collection which is really special to me and we're working so hard on loads of big things that are coming for auspicious soul art if you're interested to see what it's like um check out the instagram i'll link it in the description uh, it's called auspicious soul art and the website is coming soon so that's super exciting and lots of exciting stuff coming for it but yeah crystal crystal gridding art is, is is something it's it's amazing to do and i hope that one day soon we will um we were able to give workshops and you can all if you're interested join our workshops because uh, that's like that's one of my major dreams and it doesn't obviously have to be crystal gritting it doesn't have to be painting it doesn't have to be anything like that but any type of art or creative activity whatever it is that brings you joy um, do that and do a bit more often than you think you should because it does like it, it makes a big difference and if you've never tried any of these things start with something just pick one go on google be like look for a creative list of things to do it can be drawing can be painting can be crystal gridding. can be li- literally anything and try it it can be making bracelets uh, like I I don't know whatever you, you like slightly gets your interest in. like anything that even like 0.1% intrigues you go for it and try it you Like you the ones, anyways, like, like to be as cheesy as it sounds, but what are you going to lose by trying it? Nothing, like literally nothing. So give it a shot, see how it goes. Let me know. <laughs> I'd love to see in here. And, hear. and uh, yeah, it's just, I think art is wonderful. And if you don't want to keep it yourself, it's always a nice gift to give to someone else as well. Making art you can also be making candles. Aileen and I have been making candles, which is really fun. It can be pottery. We've been making pottery, like trying something new that even slightly gets you interested. It's it's cool. It's different. It expands your knowledge and you know, you might have a really cool new hobby. Also if you really don't know, start painting eggs. It's something I used to do when I was younger, it's kind of weird. Painting eggs or painting stones. Like, just go to the beach, if you have a beach nearby, or a forest, or whatever. Start looking for stones, and go paint them. It's actually really fun. It's kind of weird, but it's really fun. And with the eggs, we always used to do that with Easter. I know Easter is just, like, a month ago now or so. Or a month and a half. No, a month. Whatever. Anyways. um, But, like, make it as crazy as you want it to be. Go for it. Let's go to number 10 if I'm correct, yes. So number 10 for me is being in Amsterdam. This doesn't have to be Amsterdam, obviously for you, but being in my favorite city or your favorite city. For me, I, I was born in Amsterdam. I grew up in Amsterdam and in another city, but also Amsterdam. And um, Amsterdam's home for me. Whenever I walk into Amsterdam, I feel at home. I feel at peace. I feel joy. I feel that pure feeling of belonging there. And I don't have that with a lot of places. I actually have more of the issue that I usually don't feel like I belong there. And I don't know. Maybe it's because I've, I've already seen a lot or I've been to many places. Or I don't really know. It's also the place that I also grew up. The other city I lived. I never really felt like I belonged there. I never really felt like I... I was who I, like I could be who I wanted to be or who I was. And in Amsterdam, I feel like I can be hundred percent me and more. And I feel like everyone's just like crazy and does whatever they want. and that just brings me it brings me joy and and serenity in a way in like in all the crazy and busy things that Amsterdam brings, it brings me serenity, and, um, like, I can't explain it, it's just, like, the serene feeling, I don't know, you, you, maybe you get what I mean, but the main story of this is that it can be, like, any place, I don't know what, what brings this feeling for you, I don't know uh, which city. It can be a city. It can be a village. It can be nature. It can be, it can be a special room. It can be. It can be anything really. But if you found that place where you feel at home, and you're able to visit it, go visit it. Go there and fully engulf yourself in that feeling of being at home. Fully engulf yourself in that in that joy in that belonging because i think that's the thing. i feel like i belong when i'm there and you can do loads of things like depending on what this this place for you is there is like if it's a city there's probably loads of things to do so try something new whenever you're there and that kind of also brings me to the number 11 uh, which is visiting museums visiting museums brings me brings a lot of joy to me and I don't know if you like museums or if you don't but if you've never tried give it a shot and if you don't try a different museum because there are so many types of museums there must be one that you actually like I don't believe that you wouldn't be able to find any single museum that you don't like I don't think there's such a thing might be I don't know I won't judge but personal opinion and i was in amsterdam the other day with my dad so my dad lives uh there basically and i um so we were in the city together and we went to the Stedelijk museum for the people who uh want to visit a new museum or want to get to new museums in amsterdam and it has been probably since i was like young young since i've been there like a child and um because I don't know I usually just visit other museums I don't I don't even really know why but I was like yeah no let's just go there and we were actually planning on going to Van Gogh because I don't know it has also been a long time since I've been there and I was like yeah I want to see the collection again and and everything like that but Van Gogh was full so we went to Stedelijk Stedelijk Museum is a is a modern museum basically with a lot of modern art and going there, like, it was really nice. It was really nice seeing some new pieces. Personally, I cannot lie. Like, I love museums. It wasn't my fave I visited, but it was nice to be there and explore and see see new things. But, for example, museums bring that place of, like, home and belonging to me. I don't really know why that is, though. But I was in uh, in Rome last year no was it was no oh my it's already two years in october it will be two years that's crazy anyways i was in rome in october two years ago and i went there and i went there heartbroken so like <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it to anyone to go to rome by themselves heartbroken but as we might know for now one of my coping mechanisms is to travel when i feel heartbroken so <laughs> i went to rome heartbroken thinking that that would solve all my problems but it didn't Long story short, I, I didn't really like it. I didn't have a lot of fun. I felt really miserable, um, which wasn't fun. But I went to this one museum. I went to loads of museums there because there's abundance of museums there, which is really nice, cannot lie. But I went to one, which is a tiny one, and I will butcher the name. So d- don't hate me for that. But it was called Palazzo Altemps. Um, yeah, once again, butchered the name. But it was a tiny museum and there was a lot of um like ancient art there was a lot of um why can i not find the name sculptures thank you i couldn't find the sculptures there were a lot of sculptures and sculptures are not my thing usually not necessarily But this brought me so much peace being there and being able to like it wasn't busy it was quiet and calm and it was cool inside and it was oh then a beautiful building and it was like a little palace and it was just so peaceful to be there and I actually ended up writing a poem about one of these sculptures Uh, and the poem am I going to read it out now? no am I? I don't know yeah Let's, let's just look it up. Why not? Okay. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a short poem, but it's cute. It's called Erini, because that was the name of the, the sculpture. And um, this is what I wrote. I wonder what your story was, the way you laid down there. I wonder who you had come across, the way that they had cared. I wish I could see the way they did before they were aware. I wish they would have looked at you as they have seen you bear. I wonder what you're thinking of and if you even do. I wonder if you wonder too, what I think about you. I wrote it on the 7th of November 2021 at a quarter past- a quarter to- yeah, fifteen minutes to four. Um, I see that now, but um, yeah, this room. it's funny cause a lot of people think it's about someone when I when I read it out, but it's 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 literally just that about a sculpture. But it's interesting to see how you can can look at things in a different way and see things in a different light, literally. And obviously this could have been written about someone and it is in a way. But yeah, a lot of symbolism as always. But it brings me joy. And it brought me joy to be there. It brought me a little bit of peace to be there. And whatever type of museum or not going to a museum, whatever, it's up to you. There's like, there's so much out there nowadays that I don't think you wouldn't be able to find one. That's your challenge. That's the challenge I'm giving you. Find a museum. If you don't like museums, if you like museum, just find one. If you don't like museums, find a museum that interests you and go there. Try something new. Cause why not? It's, it can be really fun. And I think that was the last one. That was number 11. So 11 ways to bring joy into your daily life. I hope you got some inspiration out of this. This was way longer than I expected it to be. I've been recording for an hour and a half now, a little bit over an hour and a half even. And uh, I wasn't expecting that nor planning on it, but I'm glad I did. Once more, feel free to contact me whenever you like, leaving a rating. On the podcast really, really means a lot. It really, really helps me so, so, so much. Um, We're, I think right now, at like 31 ratings or something like that. But I really, really want to hit 50. I really want to hit 50. So please, please help me out and do that because you do make a difference. And I think we can. I think we all can get to 50 together. Like, I know you're listening, so I, I think we can. Um yeah, please help me with that. I'm wishing you a, a wonderful day, a wonderful night, a wonderful evening, morning, whatever it is for you uh, as you're listening right now. And I hope this brought a little bit more joy into your life and that you find ways to bring more joy into your life. And I'm super grateful for you uh, listening and sending you all wishes, all wishes. I'm sending you all smiles and hugs. I don't know why I couldn't say that. I'm sending you all smiles and hugs and I'm gonna put a little happy song in the end that's something new i think we can add now uh through uh through the podcasting like adding a little song at the end i think it's kind of cute i wanted to try it so um let's see how that goes uh sending all hugs and smiles talk to you soon Bye bye